The Rebrand Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Welcome to the Rebrand Podcast, an I Hear Everything production. This podcast tells the stories of world-changing marketing campaigns as told by the people who build them. In each episode, you'll hear a brilliant marketer talk through the strategy, framework, and tactics used to elevate their brands to new heights. Ready to hear untold stories behind the brands you love? Then sit back, relax, and get ready for the Rebrand Here's the host of the Rebrand Podcast, the CEO of the Harkey Group, Scott Harkey. All right. Yesterday, Brian and I talked about rebranding Attain. To be honest, we were all over the place. We talked about really this new, fast-growing channel of retail media and the data around it. Today, we're going to talk about what $5 billion in consumer transactions has taught Attain. All right. Here's my conversation with Brian Mendelbaum, the CEO at Attain. What has $5 billion taught you guys at Attain on, on consumer data? What, what are some of the insights? Give us the cliff note version. Well, well not $5 billion. $5 billion transactions. Transactions. We, Thank we, you for clarifying. Yeah. We see about... A half a billion dollars in spend yeah a day what has it taught me about consumer behavior well one is consumer behavior if you, at this size is a tremendous opportunity for the use of AI to be able to predict what consumers are going to purchase next because consumers are more or less habitual. It's very interesting. You you start to see patterns of behavior and you can cohort that by the demographics of the consumer, the regionality of the consumer, the brand behavior of the consumer. All those things can be harnessed to be really powerful to drive. One thing is insights. Like it's super easy now. Our data is real time, which is just a tremendous advantage when it comes to being able to really suss out how consumers are responding to a particular message in the marketplace. Are they purchasing? Are they changing the way they behave? Can you modify a consumer's perspective on a particular brand or purchase behavior? These are all the things that we take in on a regular basis. And we also see like the good and the, the, the good healthy habits consumers do. And we see some of the sort of unhealthy habits consumers do on a regular basis. It's just super fascinating because it's a anthropology experiment happening in a data lake. Oh man, I could nerd out on some of the transaction data you have. A couple of just, you know, things I heard, you know, that consumers are habitual. And one interesting note that I think you said is they're regional in terms of how they maybe interact with brands. I thought that was sort of interesting. And AI will ultimately predict what people want. Do you think there's a lot of opportunity around predicting and perfecting products for, for consumers as a brand as well? Because I, I feel like sometimes, you know, the, the new role of a CMO today is not only on the on the marketing side and on the loyalty side, but certainly even now, even on the product side of building the right products for customers. I don't know, what else are you seeing? I'll just let you keep ripping on insights. And I agree with you, you're such an agency guy. It's like, yeah, forget all this data, like give me the insights I 
need to know I can do the right shit. I can nail it. What else are you seeing or, or maybe anything you maybe want to add on to what I said? Well, the things that are interesting to us that we see is from a, to your point, an insights perspective is what are the, the consumers buying and what are they potentially switching to and trying to dissect why they switch from one to another and is it price and is price based on is it based on their income levels because we see it all as a company and the consumer is super aware of the relationship we have with them and if consumers incomes fluctuate do they do they switch do they change if they move from one part of the country to the other do their taste change all that data is coming in on a regular basis from a CMO perspective there is no shortage of signals that they could take in and make better decisions and to your point it's product price mm -hmm. point mm -hmm. sizing of product like all that data is now super valuable and by the way they've had that data for decades but it's now really linked to the consumer persona it's not a volume gain anymore you can get really intimate not necessarily transparent connection to a consumer but you can get intimate to the cohorts of consumers and what are really making them make the ultimate decision, which is a sale. I think that's a great point to continue to hammer on a little bit is that people have to make a switch, right? And we're all on autopilot with the brands that we like and trust and buy. And, you know, you're seeing maybe different life events, whether it's a decrease in income, a move, a baby. And as marketers, we know this, right? Like there's life events that, you know, is our opportunity to exist. And we want to exist in those life events when they're about to make a choice. You're seeing a lot of transaction data and you're, sounds like packaging that so, so brands can, you know, have better visibility on, on what those trends are and get ahead of it. And, and again, exist at those, what I would call kind of life moments that exist for a potential switch. And obviously we're familiar with the bigger purchases of a home and a house and what insurance and shit like that, but like other smaller, like whatever, I'm, I'm done with Bud Light or I'm, I'm done with, you know, Red Bull or, you know, I'm not going to be eating at McDonald's anymore, whatever it is. Are we missing out now with finding these and putting AI in place to use companies like the Trade Desk, who I love, to you know exist online more prevalently as those events happen, knowing what we know with the retail data? Like, what's the play? Like, what's the strategy for people who aren't Fortune 5000 companies, MediaVest, and the big boys in the market? I think it's about finding partners that have access to unique and relevant and objective data and using that data to inform whether that's putting that in the trade desk yep. and building models, testing and learning off of that to find new markets. Again, it goes down to three main categories that I believe marketers only care about. It's can I sell more to the same person or mm -hmm. household? Mm -hmm. Can I steal share from mm -hmm. one of my competitors mm -hmm. and grow my market? So for a Red Bull example, it's can I make energy drinks you know, can I bring more people into the energy drink, energy drink category? Yep. And if those two, three things happen, perfection. Like everything else of inputs to driving one of those three outcomes, all marketers are being are preparing themselves for is making sure that they just get access to the signals that tell them one of those three things have happened. Wow. And that's it. I love it. What else can we know about Attain? How can people like, you know, what's a good client for you guys? What like? How do you partner with brands or agencies? Love to know a little bit more about that because I think you've kind of piqued a lot of people's interest. We partner with agencies and brands direct and ad tech partners like the Trade Desk and OpenX and a host of others to basically empower 
the signals that they need to be able to measure in real time the sales outcomes. So take every impression, regardless of the channel, whether it's CTV or social or open web, be able to take that exposure and be able to, in real time, marry it to did a sale happen and what type of consumer did it happen to and how much was it for and basically create a retail media platform for every single marketer, whether you're a QSR, CSR, a entertainment company like a streaming app, financial company, an automotive company, the list goes on and on. And obviously the, the CPG marketers who are selling you know fast moving goods on an every everyday basis. All of that data is sitting in our platform and, and is across mm. 5 million consumers who are sharing that data with us on an everyday basis, mm. updated every 15 minutes, can be able to real time understand, did the ad drive the outcome they wanted? And then obviously they, they can bring it back to what are the inputs that drove that outcome? We're not necessarily the the judge or the jury in that fashion. We are just the ground truth to the marketer of did sales happen? And obviously we can provide incrementality, which I think is ultimately the goal, right? It's not just about attribution or what we hear return on ad spend, which is important because that drives the actual capital investment into media. But it's about can we drive incrementality based on that return on, on ad spend? So you're working on both sides of the of the spectrum. I, I think what I'm hearing is if you're raising canes, former client of mine, and you, you, you could help them build their, their retail media network, and then you're also tagging it and tracking and informing brands and agencies on both sides of the spectrum a little bit. Is that correct? Well, well the data comes from customers, our consumers. It doesn't come from raising kings. It doesn't come from, it doesn't, okay. it comes from the, the consumers are the ones sharing it with us, where they're spending, how much they're spending, because they're linking us to the retailers they work with, the debit cards and credit cards. They, this they, was the Clover, this is the consumer Clover. platform that you this built. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And, and then, and then now you're taking that and really more so helping track all the other media spend for brands to see if it pulled through. We're, we're tying the media to the outcome. Yeah. And that is in a world where cookies don't exist and yeah. transactions are happening offline more and more. Remember, e-commerce is never going to be the holy grail. I think a lot of marketers that are in Deedee's companies are realizing, oh, oh shit, we need to have physical retail space. I talk now. about this all the time. Yeah, and, and they have like the, the smart ones like Nile and others are like started quickly getting retail to go along with the D2C brand they built. Absolutely. They're they're building a 180,000 square foot waste store just miles from my home in Chicago, yeah. Illinois. And I was I, I did a head swivel yeah. when I saw that they were doing that. So yes, so retailing is omni-channel. It's not just e-commerce. That's a misnomer that we heard in the early 2000s in the dot-com boom that it was all online, everything was moving online. Not true. Amazon's a great example of that. Not everything they do, it, now it's very much online, but it's they still have made a considerable investment to putting stores in certain locations for Amazon Go and obviously Whole Foods, etc. But it's not just all online. And when, you, when you're not an only online retailer or seller, where are you gonna get this data? Like this, like that, like McDonald's or Raising Cane needs to know, did somebody see an ad and did they purchase at a store? There's no CRM at a, at a fast food chain. There usually is not, though I would argue you should, but that data is really scarce. It's hard to come by. Yeah. And you need to be able to stitch those two things together to be able to say, are what we doing, is it effective or is it not? All right, last last one. Give me three, give us three surprising consumer insights you've seen in the last you know, six months, 60 days, 30 days, year. I thought that there, well, 
from an economy perspective, the consumer is surprisingly very resilient right now. So obviously wages are not growing as fast as inflation, but the consumers are still spending at a similar pace than, than they were right around when we had the pandemic, which was like we were spending at a, just a rapid rate. That hasn't slowed down materially to a point where there is any flashing red lights right now, maybe a flashing yellow light to, at okay. best. At that's best. Great. I love that's, that. That's one insight. Number two is consumers are more or less shopping at multiple retailers. They aren't necessarily loyal to one retailer for the same items they buy. Yes, the club stores get a lot of the staple goods yep. and people don't shop across multiple club stores, but grocery is either regional and that they're loyal based on the fact that it's regional, but like the big box retailers still have a really strong grip on consumers from getting some share of their wallet. And I mean, that was like the Walmarts and the Targets of the world. Yep. And then the last thing, home improvement has slowed down quite a bit. That's the one area I saw that is a surprising stat that was roaring in 2022, that we're not seeing that much data in 2023. Interesting. People have already done their their, their fix, their fix up. And they're stuck in their home, and but they're still spending on other stuff. Correct. Correct. Oh, and, and travel experience spending could not be a bigger category right now. Wow. And I'll give you another one. Streaming, we're seeing a lot of consolidation, people shedding streaming services. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. And Netflix stock is certainly showing that. All right, I, let's end on that. I mean, freaking give us some 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 gold, economy gold there. Maybe our investor friends are going to like hearing that information from you. So we're going to wrap it up there. Big thanks to Brian, CEO of Chain for uh, Attain for joining us. If you want to connect with Brian, I can visit his company website, attaindata.io. He's also on Twitter, Brian M. M-A-N-D-E-L-B-A-U-M. That's it. Cool, brother.